0: mindfulness mode 388 this deep rest allows your body to repair itself i mean that's the idea that's why blood pressure goes down and these other diseases get less the body's own self-repair and homeostatic mechanisms get stimulated by this rest
1: reach new heights of calm focus and happiness right here on mindfulness mode with me your host and mindfulness life coach bruce Langford. Hey, Mindful Tribe, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Happy 2019. It's almost here and I hope yours is fantastic. I am grateful to you, Mindful Tribe, for listening to my show, for keeping me going. Thanks so much for your support. As a special celebration of New Year's, I'm featuring an internationally renowned physician, scientist, educator, He's a leader in mind, body medicine and integrative medicine. When I first started my podcast in 2015, this was my goal was to interview amazing scientists, doctors, people who work in that stream and also believe fully in mindfulness. And I wanted to share that with you, with the world, with with all of you out there. And I feel like I've reached that by being able to interview people like today's guest. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about him right now because I didn't do a bio as I interviewed him directly because I was with him and I didn't have anything jotted down to to do and I wanted to get right into the interview. He is a specialist in preventative medicine and preventative cardiology. His name is Dr. Robert Schneider. I met him in October in Atlanta when I was speaking at the Zen Consciousness Conference. Well, back in 1984, Dr. Schneider was one of the first physicians in the United States to practice, teach, and research Maharashi Ayurveda, a scientific restoration of an ancient and comprehensive system of prevention-oriented natural medicine. Over the past 30 years, Dr. Schneider has directed or co-directed, get this, more than 25 million dollars in grant support from the U.S. National Institutes of Health and other government agencies for clinical research on mind-body medicine, on aging, on cardiovascular disease, The results of these studies have been published in 150 peer-reviewed articles, including those published by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and featured in more than a thousand television, radio, magazine, and newspaper reports, including ABC's 2020, CNN Headline News, The Discovery Channel, The New York Times, Washington Post, Newsweek, Wall Street Journal, and Time Magazine. My guest has been a consultant to the National Institutes of Health, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the Presidential Commission on Complementary and Alternative Medicine, and the US Congress Prevention Coalition. Based on his groundbreaking research and clinical experience, he authored the popular book, Total Heart Health, How to Prevent and Reverse Heart Disease, and the Maharishi Vedic Approach to Health. This is a groundbreaking interview for the new year, because what's more important than our health? after all, and mindfulness is a huge part of this. You'll, you'll find that out as I interview him, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's interview with Dr. Schneider. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm right here in Atlanta in my room doing just kind of a little makeshift studio here with Dr. Robert Schneider. And it's such a pleasure to have you here, Dr. Schneider. Thank you so much for joining
0: me. Glad to be here with you, Bruce, here in Atlanta. Yeah,
1: well, we're here at a conference called the Global Zen Consciousness Conference, and we've heard some fabulous speakers. And just a little while ago, I heard the keynote address from Dr. Schneider, and it was absolutely fascinating. I loved, just loved hearing how you connect consciousness to science and uh it was it was a wonderful talk and we're going to be getting into that a little bit in a few minutes but first of all dr schneider what does mindfulness mean to you
0: mindfulness means a lot of things to a lot of people the way i think about it is expanding your mind is expanding your mind to its deeper and deeper levels until you experience the most settled inner state This settled state of awareness is the basis of all the thinking and active states. But if we can experience the full range of our minds, then we have access to this inner silence, inner stability, also enhances our creativity and intelligence and affects our bodies too.
1: And so how, I mean this is the obvious question I'm sure my listeners are thinking, how do we achieve that state? How do we get there? Right.
0: The ancient yoga tradition has described the technology to expand your mind and experience the full range, including the state of inner unbounded silence. They had, they called it pure consciousness or the most settled state of awareness. In modern times, this technique has been revived in a scientific framework. It's called transcendental meditation. It's a technique that I've been studying and using for a long time. And it means to transcend ordinary thinking awareness to this state of inner peace and inner harmony. And so this is TM.
1: Yes. And this is the TM that a lot of my listeners are going to think of, oh,
0: the 1970s. Am I right? Is that the same thing, Dr. Schneider? (laughs) Well, TM has been around for thousands of years. (laughs) And uh, in about 1955, Maharshi Mahesh Yogi a great Vedic and yoga teacher brought this knowledge out of the Himalayas to the West. So there was a resurgence in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, but there are 6 million people practicing TM around the world in 2018. So it's, it's the year, one of the most popular forms of meditation in the world. And, and I would say in terms of breath uh, in depth uh, the most scientifically validated meditation technique.
1: Well, you talked in your, uh, in your presentation today about TM and about how it, it differed from regular kind of mindfulness meditation. And that was fascinating. Can you
0: elaborate on that a little bit for us? Right. Well, my colleagues have been studying the uh, physiological correlates of different forms of meditation. And they found that different meditations have different effects on the brain. It's kind of like in my field in medicine, there are a lot of white pills. They all look the same on the outside, and you swallow them all, but they all have different active ingredients and have different physiological effects. Likewise, uh, there are three major kinds of meditations these scientists have found. One where you concentrate, like concentrate on a candle or a sound, even a mantra, or your breath. And then it has a certain EEG pattern. It's a fast pattern called gamma and then another kind of meditation is called open monitoring where you watch your thoughts you monitor your thoughts this is closer to the mind uh, mindfulness based stress reduction approach and those researchers who practice that technique and are interested in it published that it's more of a theta wave pattern a kind of brain wave pattern and then a the third technique you're not concentrating you're not watching or monitoring your thoughts but it's called automatic self-transcending people describe this technique, it's automatic, you just start and the rest happens just by itself. You kind of fall in uh, and and to this quiet inner state of awareness without concentrating, without contemplating, transcend your ordinary active mind. And that has a third kind of EEG called Alpha, Alpha 1. So there are three distinct brainwave patterns and each of the technique has their own effects and maybe has their own Values, but one should know that one has a choice uh, and you should choose the one that accomplishes your objectives.
1: Now, I think you said learning TM can be done in about four days. And how many hours a day was it?
0: Tell me about that. <laughs> right. Uh, the course, by the way, you can learn more about the course on TM.org, it's a nonprofit organization. Uh, that teaches the technique. I'm a professor at a university, Marshall University of Management, which is a consciousness-based university, but the TM teaching organization has its own organization website. Anyway, the course is four days, an hour and a half a day. It starts with private personal instruction. First is an in, um, introduction, personal interview, and then private personal instruction where you learn the technique. There's a sound, a mental vehicle, and the technique, how to use it properly. And that allows you to quickly settle down to this quiet silence. And then on the second, third, and fourth days, it's a group follow-up questions and answers, verification of correct practice. And we have found that people have physiological responses within a few weeks. Uh, uh, their are EEG changes within one or two weeks. And we found blood pressure changes over a period of one month, two months, three months. So it's quite fast, the effects.
1: Right. I've seen scientific studies that have shown there have been uh, changes in brainwave activity within four to six weeks.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So yeah, that's pretty incredible. Now, you work a lot with the heart. Your focus is on the heart. And you right. have a book called Total Heart Health. And Mindful Tribe, you can check that out at totalhearthealth info and have a look at that book because that is a terrific book to get your hands on because we're going to be continuing to talk here a little bit how the heart is so connected to the brain and basically you know if you are doing tm that's going to help your heart so when did you start doing work that showed that the brain and the heart were connected and that that meditation could make such a difference for your heart health?
0: I began my career in uh, preventive cardiology, preventing heart disease uh, at the University of Michigan. I was uh, did my advanced medical training there, and I did a fellowship uh, special training in hypertension. And at that time, the role of the brain in hypertension was just being explored, and our group and others were showing that stress stress in the mind and stress in the brain uh activates the sympathetic nervous system adrenaline noradrenaline and that can raise blood pressure so that was a big thing that the nervous system is connected to the heart which people didn't know very much before but then after a few years of 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 studying the negative connection between the mind and the heart i thought well what if we Manage our mind and make our minds more harmonious and peaceful and less anxious and less angry. Could we lower blood pressure rather than the other way, which was raising blood pressure? Uh, then I began. So at that point, I began my studies on stress reduction methods for lowering blood pressure. And I surveyed the whole field and tried out a bunch of the techniques myself and read the literature. And then we did some early uh, studies, some randomized controlled trials, these well-designed studies that people use to look at drugs, that FDA uses. And uh, our first study compared transcendental meditation, which had some pilot data. This was 1985 or late 80s. And then we looked at relaxation, and then we looked at a control group. And we found the control didn't change, the relaxation group had a small change. And the transcending group had uh, a big change in their blood pressure. So this was the first time that we had done some comparative studies. Uh, And then from then I did more studies and then we applied to the National Institutes of Health. And they were looking for non-drug treatments for hypertension because half of all adults have high blood pressure. And who wants to take drugs if you don't have to? Uh, So we continued our studies and then looked at heart disease
1: well absolutely I don't think any of us want to take drugs if we don't have to that's for sure and one of the things that really struck me from your presentation this morning was that uh, TM makes a huge difference to your heart and we could see it in in the slides that showed the actual data but even more difference than changing your diet or changing your exercise patterns and that's really incredible
0: yes Well, uh, I want to go on record as saying I I support a healthy diet. Of course. And I support exercise. And actually, this yoga tradition from where this meditation comes uh, has knowledge of healthy diet and healthy exercise, and that's in my book, Total Heart Health, how you can manage your mind, your body, and even your environment for total health. Uh, But in the case of a conventional blood pressure-lowering diet, which is like salt restriction, weight loss, it's really hard to follow and most people don't do it and doctors have a hard time. So the average changes uh, with conventional dietary approaches are very modest. Uh, However, with this meditation, uh, the effects are as great or greater than those conventional uh, changes. Um, And then also as powerful as, as some drugs, And when you look at the actual prevention of heart disease, high blood pressure is bad, Bruce, not because the numbers are high, but it's bad because it damages your arteries. And it's the damaged arteries that get clogged and build up with this plaque called atherosclerosis from the high blood pressure. And it's those narrowed arteries that cause heart attacks and very often strokes. Uh, And so we looked at the effects of meditation on... um, clogging of the arteries and then on the hearts and and brains and strokes and we found that the arteries open up over a year's time just with managing your mind managing your consciousness Mm -hmm. with this uh, special form of mind mindfulness this particular form Uh, and then we study patients over five years and found that they had almost 50% lower death rates heart attack rates and stroke rates so um, that's the bottom line. You can keep people alive and well. So that's why we say manage your mind and manage your heart.
1: Can you give us an example of, of a recent study that you've done that showed that this really made a huge difference? Because I know you talked about different studies today in, in your talk.
0: Right, well, one of the most powerful is this one on um, decreased death rates. Uh, We did another study, looked at a few hundred other people and we found that the rates were significantly less, both from heart disease and a trend towards lower cancer rates. There are actually many diseases that are related to stress and the mind. Uh, So one study looked at a broad range of diseases beyond heart disease and found that most of the major categories were reduced over several years' time of transcendental meditation practice so again i uh you should still go to your doctor and still watch your lifestyle but adding on this mind body technique seems to uh, balance uh the body's uh, stress physiology balance the neuro hormones of stress helps to balance the brain immune system connection uh, and we call all of that as part of the brain heart connection and the mind body system generally. So I think the holistic holistic effects are as important as the specific effects and I think people should remember that the key to all this is experiencing the state that scientists call of restful alertness. You know when you meditate you can be contemplating or praying and uh, that all has its value again but the results that I'm talking about today come from experiences of this state of deep mental and physical rest which is experienced 20 minutes twice a day and then that enriches your prayer it helps you to be more mindful during the day we actually did a study we measured mindfulness uh, in college students who learned transcendental meditation so they sat quietly for 20 minutes twice a day but then they reported in their normal daily activity going to class going out on dates going to sports they carried the sense of inner Silence with them, this inner stability. So they were more calm and more mindful on these tests of mindfulness. So it is a way to increase those qualities of bringing the silence with you in activity.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: One more you might like. Yes, (laughs) please. Our study on telomeres, uh, people like that. There's a new science of epigenetics. The uh, old science of DNA uh, called genetics. says that your code, uh, your genetic code, is fixed in your DNA molecule. You're you're born with it and you die with it. Right. And and that's your destiny. And until recently, that was it. And people decoded the DNA in the past few years and now you can send away in the mail and find out your DNA code and what's going to happen to you in 10, 20 years. The new science of epigenetics says that there are controllers around the DNA, controlling molecules, And they're kind of like switches. They can be off or on. Uh, um, If if they're off, they repress that part of the DNA. If they're on, they kind of open the gates and allow expression. So you can, your DNA is there, but you can regulate it or turn it on or off in the different places. So that means epi is around genetics, around the DNA. And the new science says your environment, what you eat, the air pollution, drugs you take, all uh, regulate the epigenome that controlling your DNA. And the newest science says, um, one of the Nobel Prize winners who got the, uh, the award for her discovery was that how you think and your emotions, your state of mind, also affects how your DNA is turned on or off. And what we've done is did an experiment where we had people meditate, manage their minds, settle down, experience a state of restful alertness, calm their whole system down and maintain that during the day effortlessly. And we found that changed their DNA expression. Uh, And that changed their expression for this enzyme called telomerase that repairs part of the DNA called telomere. And that part is related to long life. So we found manage your mind, manage your DNA and that could help explain the longer life expectancy we've seen in these people.
1: And that's fascinating. And that's what we learned today from Deru: is we believe and we can achieve, right?
0: Yeah. I agree with this basic, uh, the underlying principle, believe and achieve. I, I interpret uh, means if you can manage your mind, then you can manage your body. And uh, so the underlying principle, I agree with Just choose well, Um, your approach to managing your mind. Well, for sure. And be careful about what you dream of, what you (laughs) want, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) sure.
1: Well, I think it's fascinating because with a lot of people I've worked with, some of my clients, I found that when we start with meditation and they develop a a consistent practice of meditation Hmm. that they're really sold on, then they seem to move on to being concerned about their exercise and their diet. Whereas if people start with a diet or they start with an exercise regimen, it seems to be more difficult to keep it and then to move on to other areas. Has that been your experience?
0: Yeah, in my clinical practice, I see that telling people to change their diet or go to the gym, um, you know, it's the same person inside that has those bad habits and to change the habits just from the outside, uh, just by telling them or sheer willpower is often not very effective because who's making those decisions? Who or what is deciding what I want to do next? And that who or what is inside of us. And if we can manage, change, modify, make that inside of us more harmonious, more intelligent, more sensitive to our own, needs then naturally our habits change more easily so i'm all for working on the inside first of course that makes sense. Which maybe is what you coach your clients to do. Yes,
1: yes. Well, uh, I know that you probably practice TM yourself. I'm mm. going to ask you that. And <laughs> secondly, if you do, do you sometimes find it more difficult to get into a deep state than others? Is it always consistent? Tell me about your own personal experience.
0: Yeah, well, it's so long ago that I started, I, I started uh in college i tried different forms of meditation i, I grew up in the early 70s right. and that was the time when a lot of people were experimenting and looking and searching and i i wanted to find uh, my inner reality find myself as we used to say uh, and i found uh, different techniques and i tried transcendental meditation i liked it the best because it was easiest the simplest I like the scientific validation, and I like you didn't have to change your philosophy or religion. So all those things m- meant a lot to me. Uh, so I started helped me get through college and medical school. I, um, you know, as a resident, you you are ha- on call overnight, and you have these on call rooms, and they have bunk beds, and there all the doctors, young doctors. Sleep. So I used to sit on those bunk beds and practice meditation when I was on call and throughout my whole career. So the experience does vary. Um, The technique is always the same, but there are variations. Sometimes you experience just silence all the time and sometimes you experience the clearing out because it's also a clearing process. This deep rest allows your body to repair itself. I mean, that's the idea. That's why blood pressure goes down and these other diseases get less. The body's own self-repair and homeostatic mechanisms get stimulated by this rest so so, sometimes you can experience that going on but whether it's uh restoring or just the pure silence it's always constructive and it's always part of the meditative path of expanding awareness to higher states and expanding one's mental and physical potential and i've been very happy with the practice over all these years
1: so do you do tm twice a day
0: yeah, I do. It's uh, normally 20 minutes in the morning uh, before going to work, uh, 20 minutes in the evening after work at our university, Marishi University of Management. The students and faculty start the uh, class day with meditation and then they end the class day with meditation. There are about half a million students uh, around the world who have this meditation incorporated into their school program. So I do, and uh, a lot of other people do too.
1: Well, the Maharishi University of Management looks like an incredible place. Uh-huh. So, if you believe in consciousness and you want to get educated, isn't that a perfect place to go?
0: Well, I think it's it's we call it the home of consciousness based education. So, uh, if you're college age, and these days, just about anyone or everyone is college age right. these days. <laughs> <laughs> and what city is it in? <laughs> Uh, Fairfield, Iowa, we're southeast Iowa, uh, near Iowa City, Um, it's about an hour plane ride from Chicago, so it's accessible, we have students from all over the world, 60 countries uh, this year, half of our students are international, so we're in a small town in the middle of uh, farmland of Iowa, but it's a cosmopolitan small town, very international, and people come there for this unique form of education where you really can't get anywhere else. Conscious edu- education to increase your creativity, intelligence, learning ability, while you're studying your career on how to make a lot of money, may as well increase your inner happiness. For sure. Which is the source. Uh, the ultimate source of well-being. And do you provide any kind of online education from your university? Yeah, we have distance education. We have a large online program. Uh, We have a new bachelor's program you can do online. We have uh, a master's in uh, Maharshi Ayurveda and integrative medicine. I'm the dean of our College of Integrative Medicine. So we have bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. in this Traditional system of healthcare, which meditation is part of, uh, but there are a lot of other natural methods. There's natural uh, diets and and uh, yoga and and supplements and routines and behaviors. Uh, so we we teach the whole expanded field of natural healthcare. Uh, you can much of that online, masters. And then we have MBA, which is big online. Also, we have a big computer science program. And that's low residency.
1: I see. Well, it sounds like a great opportunity for anyone that's looking at, at getting an education.
0: We have a lot of Canadians. Oh,
1: do you? <laughs> well, that's good to know. Our student body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'll spread the word. Okay. And my son is right now looking at a college, you know, thinking about university. Yeah. And he wants to. he wants to be a scientist. He wants oh. to be a... He wants to get into physics, and uh, he's always loved math and science, oh. and he would he would like to specialize in that area.
0: Math and science, yeah. yeah. We have a strong physics department. We do a lot of quantum mechanics right. uh, in our physics program, and you heard here at this conference our uh, chairman of physics, or now the president, but previous chairman of physics has discovered um, that this unified field of quantum physics that Einstein originally predicted, one unified field that gives rise to all the laws, laws of physics and chemistry, the ground state of natural law, uh, has also been identified and proposed to be the ground state of human consciousness, so one can experience in this settled state the, the settled state of, of, of natural law and that's how the body changes because you're influencing the basis of mind and body
1: well dr schneider one of the things that seems to really jar that natural state or the consciousness is when we get bullied or when we have a bullying situation Uh in our lives and i always ask a question about this do you have a story you can share with us about bullying where mindfulness or
0: consciousness would have made a difference right Colleagues of mine are working in the school system in the San Francisco Bay Area. And there, there's a very famous uh, school project to bring meditation to um, lower socioeconomic, high stress school systems there. And there's one school system which has had a very high rate of violence, uh, bullying, shooting, knifing, uh, all that kind of school violence. and. They have what they call a quiet time program, where the children now, a few minutes in the morning, 10 minutes or 10, 15 minutes in the afternoon, they practice this meditation, or they could do whatever else they want quietly, but most of them practice this meditation. And they've documented uh, lower rates of, of these violent behaviors in the school children. Uh, i bullying. I mean, knifing and shooting. I'm sure come in the category of bullying. Yes. Uh, so those kind of violent crimes are much less, and other classroom behaviors much more harmonious. And studies have been published on this. So, uh, from a scientific point of view, I'm uh, impressed by those kinds of projects.
1: Well, Dr. Schneider, I want to ask you five quick answer questions to finish up our okay. our uh, interview here. And the first one is, who is one person who has influenced the mindfulness or consciousness in your life?
0: Uh, my teacher in this area of consciousness is Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, the founder of our university. Uh, he's, uh, in terms of bringing this ancient knowledge out in a modern, scientific, holistic An authentic framework, uh, he's the one. And how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Oh, I'm much more stable um, as I grow older and meditate longer, uh, giving me a a centeredness uh, deep within that I haven't had before that connects me to the larger, to something greater outside of me, I found inside of myself.
1: Now we haven't talked about this. How is breathing a part of your mindfulness?
0: Right. Uh, During this meditation, transcendental meditation, breathing naturally gets less uh, by itself. It's a spontaneous effect of the mind becoming more quiet, the body becomes more quiet. Uh, There are other uh, yoga practices which involve manipulating the breathing, pranayama they call it, or breathing exercises. That's a way to go, uh, rather than from the mind to the breath, to go from the breath to settling the mind. So that's complementary. This yoga uh, asanas and yoga breathing are certainly complementary to meditation. Excellent.
1: And uh, I want to ask you if you could recommend a book other than your own, which <laughs> I know Total Heart Health at TotalHeartHealth.info is a right. great book to get your hands on. But do you recommend any other books that are related to mindfulness?
0: My colleague Bob Roth has written a best-selling book, it came out uh, this past year, called Strength in Stillness. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, been a New York Times bestseller twice in the past year. He's taught a lot of celebrities, Oprah and um, Hugh Jackman and all these celebrities. Uh, So in that book he talks about his work uh, in the full range of society with meditation, from the celebrity, millionaire, billionaire level, the head of the largest hedge fund in the United States, uh, Ray Dalios, one of his Mm -hmm. meditation students. He also talks about the work of his foundation, the David Lynch Foundation, in teaching uh, underserved children in the schools and uh, homeless men and women and victims of domestic crime and abuse. So it's a very moving set of stories uh, and the story behind meditation and uh, that's a really good one. It's called Strength in Stillness. From a more medical perspective, there's one called Transcendence by my colleague, Dr. Norman Rosenthal. Uh, It's also been a bestseller.
1: Okay, I'll put those books into our show notes at mindfulnessmode.com, so check that out. And uh, the last question is about an app. Is there any app Uh you recommend that would help people with either TM or meditation or, or anything related to this?
0: You know, I think the best app is one that, that t- reminds you in the morning to sit down and close your eyes and to sit down in the evening to close your eyes. This kind of meditation doesn't require any external equipment or instructions or visualization. It's, it's a self-sufficient kind of technique. You can do it with or without your phone or with or without any equipment because it utilizes the body's own a natural tendency to settle down to the state. You just have to turn it on. So um, the app would just remind you to sit down and close your eyes. And sometimes I think the best
1: way is to disconnect from yeah. our devices, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it? This is a way to disconnect from everything. Yes. <laughs> and to disconnect from your own chatter. And you, you said know. it's tm.org. is yeah. that what you said? Yeah, that's the website to find a TM teacher in your area. And is tm.org connected to your university? No, no. tm.org is from the foundation, Maharshi Foundation USA or Canada, or in every country. That's a separate nonprofit charitable organization. Uh, our university um, is separate from that. We're MUM.edu for Maharshi University of Management.edu.
1: Well, Dr. Schneider, it's been fantastic to talk with you today. Mm. Thank you very much for coming on. Pleasure the interview, you, Thank you. Uh, all the
0: best to you. <laughs> Take care. All right. Bye now. <gasps> Be mindful.
1: And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show, the Waves of Content Meditation. It's a guided meditation just for you, Mindful Tribe. It's free and it's very, very helpful to help you relax and get more focused. With more focus, you can get more things done in life that truly matter to you. On this meditation, I talk about waves and how the waves can bring you the more calm and more relaxed life you've been looking for, download this guided meditation to calm your mind and relax your body. MindfulnessMode.com slash WavesOfContent. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep Mindfulness Mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.